Today we're going to have a special little episode, number 50, Ryan. Wow. Uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> wow. 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 Oh, they made like, it, guys. Oh, it looks like Jacob and Ryan from the People Also Search War are about to go boom. <laughs> about to oh, release man. a big old boom. Like a kraken from the ocean. Boom. Yeah. you got to have balls in this country. So recently I was uh, walking around in the 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 utility cave i think that's how you yeah how you put it utility cave. i was walking around and uh i i saw i saw me a game of monopoly in your closet yeah like, i wasn't trying to snoop it, the closet was open and i just saw it there you know i i keep other things in the closet that i'd rather you not see so i'm glad that you saw that like, <laughs> your, your eyes just went straight for monopoly like that if, was if, the only thing if my eyes had accidentally gone down to the floor of the closet I would have saw your uh, three hundred dollars suck job machine. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah. I don't want you to see that. I mean, uh, uh, you know, a man's gotta do what a man's gotta. Yeah, it's do. like I know I I try and hide it behind the vacuum cleaner, but it's just so large that you you can see it anyway. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. people don't want to know about that though. People no, want to no, know. People want to know about, about people also search for. Yeah, they want to know about the podcast that brings you the answers to life's greatest questions while questions. <laughs> Your wife's greatest questions while uh, while using the internet. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, we uh, you can take the uh, vocal warm ups off the screen now. But I recently started trying to do some like little fun tongue twisters and. Uh, I found David Gordon's vocal warm-ups tongue twisters uh, page, and you know it's it's a pretty fun time. Even if even if you're not necessarily about to do a recording of your voice, uh, you know they're still a little bit fun. You know there's some there's some Dr. Seuss in there, a little bit of Dr. Seuss. Never heard of anyone. Yeah, yeah. It's... But we're not talking about Dr. Seuss. We're talking about board games. Yeah. The Monopoly made me think. Because I think Monopoly is a very old game, and I was like thinking, like, when was Monopoly invented? But there's also so many interesting board games out there. Lots of people have fun playing board games, right? Sitting around the table with their family or their friends. <laughs> oh, man. Monopoly was invented in 1935, oh, Jacob. Oh, yes. I, I did think that it was from the 30s, so nice I, yes i can feel one tiny bit of validation in my day today ryan yeah there's there's an entire wikipedia of just monopoly so you know the game's intense but i i don't know M monopoly was first marketed on a broad scale by parker brothers in 1935 a standard edition with a small black box and separate mm. board and a larger deluxe edition with a box large enough to hold the board where it sold in the first year of the Parker Brothers' ownership. And now we have, like, freaking Game of Thrones Monopoly. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't participate in the GOT-branded uh, Monopoly. I did see a Rick and Morty one one time, and I was like, ah, I kind of want to buy it. But, um, I don't know, Monopoly can be a very frustrating game. <laughs> you think? I mean, it's known for... I mean, it's... There's literally a book on images right now that says Monopoly Rage of America. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, like... Oh, man. So you can tell that... Wow! The new game and the Rage of America. Millions of people now playing it. 
whoa. Yeah, you can tell that this has ruined some families. <laughs> Honey, we're getting a divorce. I can't believe you took Connecticut Avenue from right under my nose. <laughs> Baltic? I'm left standing here holding my dick with fucking Baltic? You know how much you money bitch! I can make off that? It's only like $2 a night. <laughs> Oh, man. Good old Monopoly. I never got too furious playing it, but then again, uh, most of the times I've played it... You weren't were serious enough. I wasn't I wasn't uh, an adult. Like, the last time I oh. played it was, as an adult was maybe, uh, man, like seven <laughs> years ago. So I was at least, like, in my young 20s. Um, and I don't remember getting super frustrated, but it was among good friends. Uh, and then all the, all the other times, I think, where I, I was a child playing it with my family. Yeah. And I didn't have a full grasp of, like, what, like the stakes of the game. Yeah, it's your but entire life savings I can in almost, the retail department. I maybe. can almost guarantee you that if I played it, like, with you and some friends, there could be a chance that I would, like, fly into a rage. Like, oh, yeah. If I got oh, fucked yeah. over, like, I'd be like, you fucker. You know, I, I, because I, I, games get really serious. But I got, I get that way even like when we would play Mario Kart. Dude, I get that way with friggin' Candyland. <laughs> and that game's just, you're in front of another piece or not. Nothing happens. Wait, you in really that game. do get aggressively like into playing Candyland? Maybe not Candyland, but, <laughs> okay. but like most board games. Like, I, I, I think I would consider myself more of a Catan so and a, a Risk Man. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Now, man. Risk is pretty cool. Like, I've never played Settlers of Catan, but I know it's, like, a very, very popular and successful franchise. Yeah, it's it's something else, man. I have never loved herding sheep in any game more in my life. I think I kind of have... Uh, I'm not going to go into it because it's a little bit too personal, but uh, I, like... I don't know. I'm not. I kind of got turned off by board games. Like after I would start going like to check out like a comic book like store or like you know game stores where they have just like role playing games or they have like Catan and like all those like really granular like adult board games and stuff. Yeah. And they would have game nights and stuff, and then I just like started kind of getting put off by. It. I was just like, I'd rather just like stay at home and watch youtube videos you know like, <laughs> yeah yeah i don't I'd rather know, like, stay at home and watch other people play board games on youtube <laughs> <laughs> i n no i would never do that that sounds like an, a terrible time i wonder if that that exists oh, the, yeah i'm sure there's like let's plays of board games like Whoa. i'm pretty sure that's a huge like market on I might, youtube i might have to watch one just to just to check out what that's like yeah, I don't know. I think it's maybe because I played all the wrong games. I, I just think I didn't find anything I could really sink my teeth into. But I don't know. Risk Risk was definitely cool. I've only played that a couple times though. Like, let, I, I kind of want to know what the, some of the background of Risk too. All right. Uh, where did Risk come from? I should probably add in the board game. Maybe. Where did Risk the board game come from? There we go. Where did it come from? Yeah, I want to know where it came Risk from. was invented by the French film director Albert Lamoris and originally released in 1957 as a La Conquête du Monde. <laughs> the La Conquest. Conquête du Monde. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which means the conquest of the world uh, in France. 
It was bought by the Parker Brothers, released in 1959 with some modern modifications to the rules as Risk, the com- continental game that has <laughs> risked the game of global domination. Oh, man. That just sounds like a good time. Global domination. Hell yeah. Do you think that we're like pinky in the brain sometimes? <laughs> pinky in the brain. <laughs> <clears throat> I liked me some pinky in the brain. Me too. Uh, the same thing we do every night. I know what we'll do today. We'll try and take over the world. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is basically what you're doing in Risk. Yeah. So. Yeah, I kind of forget how Risk is played, to be honest, because uh, it, it's probably been like 15 years since I played it. I mean, we could look up how to. Man, but this is essentially, actually... you, you have like an army in certain like places like certain parts of the map yeah and then you roll dice to invade and fight other peoples and then you start to take over their areas and your goal is to like take over the most the most of the map yeah it's like how, a war how, simulator how does it actually oh wait there's people also ask how do you play original risk oh maybe it's different oh it's a video uh okay well i don't want to watch the video okay. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I kind of remember that's the general premise. But do you, like, roll dice to, like, see where you get to move? Or do you collect cards to get, like, abilities? It's or all dice. It's all dice, I think. Uh-huh. Um, all in the dice, baby. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I forget exactly how it works. But I would have to, like, look that up. I'll tell you one board game that... I can actually kind of be on board with, and it's not too dissimilar from Risk. You uh, you do have like a map, and you have characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't you don't have to have a map and characters. You can just do it verbally. But I would say uh, maybe D and D would be a board game. Is D and D a board game? I mean, you I can mean, lay out maps and have and like true. your physical dungeon and your physical figurines. I guess it would be a board game. All it could be a board game or like a virtual board game in your mind. Yeah, because you can play it online as well. Yeah, I think it's more fun to play it in person. Oh, definitely. Uh, just Google is D and D a board game. Also, sorry for people that don't know. That's uh. D&D stands for Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. It's definitely a pretty pretty nerdy game, but yeah, it's, dude. it can be very fun. Dungeons and Dragons, the fantasy adventure board game. So it's a board game. Yeah, I think like even in Stranger Things, like when they were playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons, they actually had like their whole map and everything laid out. But <clears throat> that's something that like is up to the dungeon master. Like whoever's mm-hmm. DMing the game can set up like they can have like physical representations but typically you can still just play it if you have only your character sheets and then obviously like the dungeon master have to have like things that you take account for like people's like points or like whether they used too many spells or something Uh uh-huh so they have to have like stuff to keep track but and then like they usually have like a book that's like the monster manual mm-hmm. and it's like thousands of different creatures that they, that are like pre-made for them to use. Otherwise you can just improvise everything and like make everything up. Yeah. That's, that's the kind I've played. That's a lot more work for the dungeon master because then they have to like 
consult the manuals and like make sure they're like prefabbing the characters in the right way Mm -hmm. and like you still have to have all the knowledge of like how the game works so like the dungeon master is like really the hugest part of like having a a successful campaign yeah dnd i haven't had a great dungeon master before when i've played so it was more like a one time like we played in one sitting it wasn't a continuous thing so you've played dungeons and dragons before though Mm -hmm. right yeah i played for maybe like a year and then i eventually uh just decided to stop because it wasn't working out with my work schedule did uh did anything ever happen in the game that was a little weird a little bit freaked (laughs) <laughs> you might say yeah i thought um i thought that's where you're going with that yeah i don't know yeah there was a lot of stuff that happened that was frigged up because <laughs> it's hard to like it's hard to have like a party of like four five six people because like it's so hard to get any every anything done within like an hour or two because that's like that's like six different options of like going on tangents, like in the real world, like, you know, outside of the game. So that when, when you finally do get somewhere in the game, then it takes a million years to like come to a consensus about what to do, (laughs) because not only are four or five, six people all discussing like their point of view about what to do next, but then also that's like six potential people that could have, start flying off into a tangent about oh i just got a text message from my mom her her kidney is sick (laughs) (laughs) her kidney needs to go to the veterinarian yeah and then people will just like spin out into like sub like because when you even have six people in a room like that's potentially like three different conversations that can be going on at any given time so it's like so chaotic that you know, it's nobody's fault, really. It's just because there's a lot of people to, like, try to keep on task. So, really, you, I don't know. If you want to have, like, a smooth experience playing it, I would say you have to have a good dungeon master. And you also have to have people that are all on the same page of, like, are we going to take this seriously and try to, like, get some stuff done every two hours we play this? Yeah. Because it's so easy to, like, have 75% of it be, like, not playing the game. You're just sitting around talking being friends or whatever yeah so i I like that's what's happened with me when i've played it's something that you can't just like do willy-nilly or else it kind of ruins the experience for the people around you so if you're thinking about playing it like make sure you know the people like and you know that they're all like wanting to play the game and like buckle down and like get into the world because you can still like improv and do bits and stuff like as your characters and then at least you have something to show for sitting there and playing Dungeons and Dragons, you know? Yeah. I, I was thinking, like, story-wise, like, if anything in the story, like, that you specifically, like, that was weird that well, happened. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a fantasy universe. Like, yeah. my character was, uh, was like, a, a wood elf named Scruggs Butterman. <laughs> Scruggs Butterman. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And I could, like, convene with animals, and I could, like, cast spells and shit, and, like, I don't know, there was... I would say, like, one of the more frigged up things that happened was, like, there was, like, a monster that we had to battle that was, like, surround... It was, like, guarding this castle, uh, like, pinnacle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
we had to fight it and like kill it because like we it it was keeping us away from where we needed to go into this castle and stuff and uh, it had a really weird name i think it might have been like a manticore or something manticore but, yeah but it was like I a recognize that name. it was like a flying beast like base basically like a big lion with wings essentially oh yeah and uh yeah we had to kill that and then also we needed to like take its head back to the like castle to like so that they could display it you know like one of those animal heads you like would see oh yeah like on the wall on the plaque like in you know people's like game room yeah game (laughs) room yeah um yeah and so we had to like saw its head off with a sword or some shit yeah so that was like acting that shit out on the like on the table we get out your big like I mean, lumberjack X S saw. Usually, when you're playing, like I don't know, some people are like in their character, and they'll be like, "Ha ha, I'm gonna do this now." Like they'll, I don't know why I did that voice. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, we're going on an adventure. We're yeah. gonna go through the forest. Ah, uh, we're. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be the one that that cuts this beast's head off. Or you could just. Be I'll like, slay the beast. Or a lot of people usually will talk about their character like in the third person, like. Okay, I'm gonna have Scruggs like do this, oh, but okay. a lot of times I would say I'm gonna do it. Like I would kind of get into character, and I like Scruggs was supposed to be like an aloof asshole, and I'd just be like, oh, I'll cut his head off. Dang, <laughs> I'll fucking do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I don't you don't know. think I'll do it? I'll do it. <laughs> I think that's enough of D and D talk. Though. Probably. I, I mean, I there's mean, so many games to get to. True. Right? I, I'll just say one time I played D and D, and. I was a chaotic fairy and I went into a town and my character needed to urinate. (laughs) So I decided to urinate in the town in the fountain and I had to roll for that. And I like had a terrible roll. So you like critically failed. Yeah, I critically failed and I peed into the town fountain and it got poisoned and oh. all of the townspeople died. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh man, that that'll never leave my mind. I was like, man, I feel like an asshole. But I was chaotic, so it was fine. The character was fine. And he just killed a bunch of townspeople. You know what other board game is a little bit freaking What is frigged up, Jacob? <laughs> Mousetrap. Oh man, I was hoping you would bring up Mousetrap. I was thinking of that. That's like, did anyone even play Mousetrap? I know. I I I think maybe I played one like actual game of it, and then every other time, me and my little sister were just p- playing around with the toys inside of it. Yeah, I I liked setting up the mousetrap and like running it, but I don't think I ever had it, like anyone to play with. Like I never played it with anyone. Uh yeah, I I think we just played with the toy pieces until some of them got lost, and then we could no longer play the game anyways. Yeah, I I want to know like, I want to look at the mousetrap board. <laughs> Bless you, COVID. <laughs> Too soon. Um, I remember like all the pieces and stuff, and I remember how the whole thing would like Ew, function this is a real as mousetrap. As like a uh, Rube Goldberg machine type of 
toy set, you could say. Yeah, there was like the little diver that you had to die. It yeah, fling into a. Uh, he was, was in like a, very, a barrel bucket or something. He was in a very unnatural pose, like halfway squatted down with his hands, yeah. like prayer style, right in front of his face. You could almost never get that part to work. I remember, like that was really hard. That's the cool thing about mousetrap is if you actually assemble the mousetrap and you get to run the mousetrap, half the time it doesn't yeah. even work. So it's just like that all is, that build up for that, no th- nothing. That is something that I wouldn't mind watching a video of. And we can just uh, come back in just a second. Well, I would say that uh, that t- short video from Cinemasker was well, it paid off, in my opinion. I forgot about like most of that. And when he explained how you play it, which is you're just going around the board, like trying to get cheese and land on the space that lets you like build the next part of the trap, which I was like, oh, fuck, maybe I did never play the actual game. I don't think anybody played it. They just set up the trap and then like ran it. Yeah, he was saying like, because it's it takes so many steps and like the chance of like landing on these simultaneous things that you need to do. It's like. And it was made for like six year six years old and up. And like, yeah, no, that's... and six year olds would never be able to put that together. Well, some of them may. Oh, you know what? It takes so long to build it that they learn how to put it together in the process of playing the game because it takes years. Yeah, I mean, the game that grows with you. I really doubt that I had the patience to do that when I was. Six, seven, eight, nine. Like I, I think I no would do way. it now, though. Yeah, I don't even think it would be that fun. Like it no. does look cool when it's going, though. This mm-hmm. is like a Rube Goldberg machine. But yeah, it is pretty absurd. But what's what's a game that's not so absurd, Ryan? A game that's not a game absurd. of mystery, perhaps. A uh, game where and all who done it, if you will. Oh yeah. Who are you going to use it on, Scarlet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm referencing Clue, which is a fun game that we've actually played in the form of a Super Nintendo video game on our on our partnering uh, part of our brand, which is uh, people also search for plays on YouTube. So go watch our Clue video. It's, it's, it's one of the first one we ever made. Yeah, it's, it's like our first video or one of the first videos and... It was it's 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 a little bit low quality, not gonna lie, but it's still worth a watch because there's some, you know, good old classic people also search for moments <laughs> <laughs> from nearly a year ago, and we're now celebrating, uh, you know, episode fifty with some fun old board games like mm. Clue. Oh, I'm about to Clue. <laughs> oh man, how do you? Well, let's see. Uh, oh. How do you play the board game Clue? Which we figured that out the hard way <laughs> because I had no idea how to play. Yeah, it when we in started. the video you can tell, you can see us not remembering fully how Clue is played, and then I think it's actually partially what made me lose the game. Yeah, but but we, as a whole, we won the yeah, game. Yeah, we won the game as a whole, and this is a team, a team effort. Clue's yeah. not really a team effort because you're just trying to find a bloodthirsty murderer. But, <laughs> It's pretty fun. It's, uh, where does it say like the year that it came out? Like, uh, there might be more, uh, information down there. Uh, maybe more details. Yeah, why not? It, 
Oh, okay. Uh, turn the time machine back to 1986 with this retro series Clue game. Clue as intrigued. Well, this doesn't say. Uh, it just says that it's retro. I don't know if that's the year it actually mm. came out, though. Uh, um, I feel like it's probably older than 86, but I could be wrong. Clue board game origins. <laughs> what the heck? Cluedo? Cluedo, known as Clue in North America? It was originally called Cluedo? Wow. Whoa. A murder mystery game for three to six players that was devised in 1943 by Anthony E. Pratt from Birmingham, England. Birmingham. Uh, the game was first manufactured by Waddlington's. <laughs> Waddington's? <laughs> Waddington? Waddington's, yeah. <laughs> Waddington! In my office now! <laughs> in the UK in 1949. So, it is it is quite a bit older than 1986. It came, it was devised in 1943. In Birmingham! Waddington, get in my office now! Cluedo, you don't say. Yeah. The, the game, what, what does that say? This game? The game Clue was born of boredom. <laughs> On history.com. Oh, man, that might be interesting. Honey, I'm, I'm a little bit bored. Oh, sorry, I need to do it in uh, British. Honey, I'm a, I'm a little bit bored. What should we do tonight? How about we, how about we make up a game about a bloodthirsty murderer? <laughs> Killing all of our friends and family. <laughs> um, you want to read some of that, Ryan? Yeah. Before Professor Plum, Miss Scarlet, and Colonel Mustard gathered on a game board to claim their first victim, wielding a revolver, a rope, or a lead pipe, mm. big pipe, right in your face, <laughs> a British m musician named Anthony Pratt was watching murder mystery scenarios unfold in European country mansions where he played piano. Mm. Long before that game... So he's a penis. <laughs> he's a penis. Uh, right. Long before, grow hey, up. Long before the game became a global <laughs> multi-million seller and was inducted onto <laughs> damn Kit Kat off a piece of that. Ah, <laughs> oh, Kit Kat advertisements. They know that we're hungry here. Flying in. Fifty episodes in, we should be getting sponsored by Kit Kats. Yeah, right. Meanwhile, they're here getting free advertisements. <laughs> Oh, oh man, <laughs> their game! Oh, long before the board game became a multi or global multi-million seller and was inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame, Pratt was taking mental notes as guests in these elegant homes play acted dastardly crimes involving shulking, shrieking, and falling dead to the floor. It was dang Mrs. White with the revolver. It was in the pool hall. It was Professor Plum with the lead pipe in the <laughs> conservatory. <laughs> you played as Professor Plum when we played. Did I? Yeah, you were Professor Plum. Oh. And I was Scarlet. <laughs> oh, man. Plum's all right. Plum's fine by me. Yep. Oh, man. Honey, would you like to play some Cluedo tonight? <laughs> I have a headache. <laughs> you always... Kill me in that game. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't think any murder is involved. 
Yeah, it is. In your characters. Uh, wait, you're just no? looking. You're, you're looking trying to figure out murder. who to. Yeah, you're figuring out who the murderer is by you. using clues. Yeah, by but, using a bit of clues. You don't want to. <laughs> you know the thing is like if you were actually in that house while this was going on, that would be terrifying because you're it's like you're stuck in this house and one person there is a murderer and you just have no idea who it is. Man. And you're just finding all these weapons all over the place. And the plumbing in the house is screwed up because the plumbers keep leaving their wrench all over the place, which could also be a murder weapon. I wonder if you could actually get one of these uh, original Cluedo board games. We could look up... Oh, dude, do you want to do an episode 50 eBay? Oh, yeah. We haven't done that in yeah. so long. We got to do an auction right here. We got to okay. We got to do that. All right. We for we have to make our guess first, like before we search for the item. Yeah. So we're gonna search Waddington's Cluedo, the great detective game, on eBay. Yeah. And whoever's uh, closest gets a suck job machine. <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan already has one. So yeah. So gonna... I'll have two suck job machines. <laughs> <laughs> that's math oh man okay what do you think it is ryan I'm... Uh, oh man i think it's gonna be pretty expensive that's pretty that's old that's almost a hundred years old <laughs> so um let's see i'm gonna guess that one in decent condition is gonna be like four hundred oh shit ten dollars see i'm talking decent condition i was thinking it was gonna be real like way way cheaper than that really yeah i was i'm I'm gonna go with uh hmm uh i'll say three i'll say 95 95 yeah okay i was thinking around 100 or maybe even 150 but i'll go with 95 i think the i think the quality is going to make a big difference and i was thinking like a really good quality i was thinking just a decent because originally you said just a decent condition oh because i'm sure there's not a lot of them that are in pristine condition if it's from 1949 waddington's cluedo (laughs) No, 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 no. <laughs> There's no way that it can be that cheap. Seven dollars is the first result. Seven ninety five. All it says is pre-owned though, and then the next one it is. Says, this one's from 1972 though. That's pretty old. That's not the original one. I wanted the original one. Well, yeah, I know what you mean. So they were making Cluedo into the 70s, like yeah, because that one's 1975. Yeah, they even have Simpsons Cluedo in 2001. Oh, wow. I wonder... I know there's a way you can look at the condition. Like, see how on the side there it says condition and then... New. See all... New. Oh, that's... It's 50 bucks. <laughs> I mean, you're pretty close, though, but that's not the original Cluedo. The, the first one is the one that looks like the oldest. Yeah. Although and, it's only from 1972. Crazy because it's only like, with shipping, it's only like, you know, $20. <clears throat> maybe if you put in like first edition after the Waddington's Cluedo, maybe that'll like narrow it down. First edition. Dude, I went to a bookstore in Portland. And I saw a first edition of the Hobbit book, and it was like thousands of dollars. Yeah. 
it's a waste of money. That book sucks. <coughs> what? Anyways, I think uh, I think I'm owed a uh, bump because we have a 1949 Waddington's Vintage Clue Board Game First Edition, twenty eight dollars and twenty seven cents. Hmm. You know what that means, Jacob? You won the suck job machine. <laughs> You did it! <laughs> um, not getting any work done <laughs> what, tonight. What he doesn't know is he's just going to get my old news suck job machine. <laughs> oh, that's fucking and then I'm going to take the new suck job machine for myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> which those actually are. Those are hundreds of dollars. A suck job machine? Yeah, I looked yeah. at I, we looked at the original one before and we had to cut it out of the box. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> the auto blow one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. I partially like want to buy that. And it's even from the United Kingdom. I mean That is how cool. much better can you get? 1949 Waddington's Vintage Cluedo board game first edition. And then when people come over to your house for a for a dinner party, you you say, "Well, now that we've had our dessert and our coffee, would anyone care for a rousing game of Cluedo?" <laughs> what the fuck? Cluedo. If I if somebody did that to me and I went over to their place and they pulled this out, I would have the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> like I'd be like, not- "Yeah." I thought you were going to say biggest something else. <laughs> biggest what, Jacob? I thought you were going to say, like, I would have the biggest erection. <laughs> uh, I would have the hugest boner. <laughs> From Cluedo. Yeah. Is that Cluedo? Woo! Whoa! Swing! A swing. <laughs> the u- swing. It's the universal sound for erection. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, man. What is that based on the lore of uh, Wayne's World or some shit? Yeah, yeah, Wayne and Garth, my good friends. I bet there's a I bet there's a Wayne's World board game. Probably. <laughs> there's a Wayne's World uh, video game, isn't there? When you typed in Wayne, the first thing that came up was Wayne Brady. <laughs> <laughs> good man. It's like, hmm, good Who's job. Line is it anyway? Good job. Yeah. Wayne's good World man. board game. Man, I thought it would come up. In the, the first, recommendations. The first autofill thing was Wayne's World uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, which that makes sense. That's pretty <laughs> iconic. Pretty iconic. Oh, man. Boardgamegeek.com. We may have found a great place to look up board games. Oh, my God. That. Wayne's World VCR board game. 92, man. Wayne, Wayne and Garth. And, oh, go oh, ahead, man. Wayne and Garth will entertain and surprise you in the VCR board game hybrid... Oh, is this one of the ones where you had to put a wow. tape into the TV? Yeah, and like, like Toby Terry. <laughs> yeah, you had to put a tape into your tape uh, player and fuck. <laughs> and put a tape into the tape player and fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never know what's going to be on one of those this tapes. This is a rousing game of uh, Wayne's World VCR board game, honey. Uh, oh, yeah, fuck me more. <laughs> <laughs> If you're going to spew, <laughs> spew into this. <laughs> Man, 
I almost peed a little bit. <laughs> oh my god. Woo! He really brought it around. Yeah, there, I, love, I love me some Wayne's World, dude. It's a good, it's a good show um, or a good movie. It's a good Saturday Night Live Broadway skit. show. Yeah, it's a good Broadway show. Wayne's World, the musical. Wow. Oh man, <clears throat> that was a good one. <laughs> I got it. Got to hand it to you. All right, but um. I would definitely would never want to play that game. Uh, I, would, I, I, I mean, first we'd it. have to get a fucking VCR. <laughs> yeah, and you never know what's going to be on the tape. It could be porn. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, Wayne a Mike Myers, fucking Garth in an yeah, alleyway. My, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey just fucking it out. Yeah, and it's just, oh, it's like one of those, what do they call it, like deep fake, like where they... There's a figurine for playing a board game right there. A figurine? Yeah, that's sort of like a D&D figurine. They have those little mini Oh, on the on this advertisement. Yeah. Yeah, I like people like 3D print their own figurines for board games now, don't they? Oh, yeah, I'm sure you could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people do that. A lot of the ones that you can buy in the store though are pewter, so that's what a lot of people like. They don't necessarily love having the flimsier plastic ones uh, but I, a lot of people get into those figurines because they want to like hand paint them yeah it's and you can like customize them and stuff so it's i want to like see some uh some actual figurines now what what i know that there's like isn't warhammer a, a huge figurine yeah. one maybe we should look at warhammer figurines i mean they're very similar you could probably even use them like you know, you could intermingle them, I suppose, because it's just a representation of of different characters. These are very intricate <clears throat> figurines. Holy crap. Holy shit. That one's already pre-painted. Like, somebody painted it themselves, and it's $817 for an Eternal Guardian custom Warlord Titan. This thing is amazing. It looks like a Gundam with a mansion on his shoulders. There's like tons of Instagram pages that have like mini stuff. Like th this is a huge market. Yeah, I I would love to like collect these, but for eight hundred seventeen dollars, I don't know. Well, no, but th I think the fun of having them would be to paint them yourself. Wouldn't yeah, you want to paint it? I would. Oh, I would love to paint it myself. Also, but... there's there's people that have like. There's this uh, epoxy called green stuff. Yeah. And people will use it to, like, customize their figurines. Like, they'll take them and sculpt completely over them, or they'll cut their arm, like legs and arms and repose them and re-sculpt the whole figurine or, like, add things onto it. Put in, like, uh, <clears throat> um, like, after Warhammer 40K, just, like, green stuff. And there, it'll probably show you a bunch of like customized ones that are like unpainted. Green stuff. I only know this because I watch Jazza on YouTube, and he's been getting like into making videos about miniatures and stuff. So, oh, it is very interesting, and people do a lot of really cool stuff. J just go on images. Oh, I was gonna say, people also ask, "What is green stuff?" Well, I already know what it is. It's just an epoxy that people use to, like, sculpt plastic onto it. Oh, okay. But, yeah, like, that figurine, that's, like, covered in green stuff because they, you know, people will, like, customize. Whoa, that's awesome that you can sculpt it like that. Yeah, dude, it's sweet, and it dries, like, 
pretty quickly. Like it has like a short working time, so you can kind of manipulate it. <clears throat> uh, so it's like it's like an epoxy putty. Yeah, that's cool. It is really fucking cool. Like I, I, I don't. If I had the if I knew that I had the patience to do that stuff, I would love to do it. But I I can't work small. I just can't. Like as an artist, like I can't. I can't do anything that's like tiny and like you know. I prefer doing big stuff as well, but I I think I could do a few tiny things. I still have a Gundam that I never painted. Oh, really? Oh, those were my favorite, uh, like the Gundam model kits that you put together? Yeah. One time we were like at a, I I guess it's just a toy store, like a retro like used toy stores. I mean, they have new stuff there too, but... I found a pretty cool looking Gundam that I had never made one. I put it together in like three hours or something. And then I was like, oh, that, that looks pretty cool. And I, I, I kind of wanted to paint it, like make it look like battle damaged and shit. And like all. Yeah. Like, because I know I can, but I never took the time to like sit down and do it. And it's just like so, so small to work with. I have to like be in a certain mood where I have to like hyper focus in on something. Mm hmm. The little tiny ones for uh, Warhammer and for D&D, though, like, that is way too small. Like, if you need a magnifying glass to, like, look at it and, like, a brush that has, like, four bristles, that's too, like, that's too hyper, like, you know, that's, like, that's too macro for me. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like um, you would have to use, like, those little brushes they use to paint custom fingernails, you know? It's like one eyelash hair of yeah. paint. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it, it's really cool. Like, I love the figurines, and it's easier to manage when you're done because when you make big paintings or sculptures like we, we have both done before, mm-hmm. you know, what the fuck do you do with it afterwards? Like, unless you're going to, like, sell it, you know, just get it out of your house. Like, Yeah, or have an entire shelf. I mean... With sculptures, it's even worse because... Yeah, it takes up a lot of space. It's like an object that needs its own, like, you know, it needs its own, like, space around it. You can't necessarily, like, throw it in a closet. Unless it's, like, a relief sculpture that you can hang on the wall or something. Like, that's a little different. Yeah. It's, like, more of a three-dimensional painting. I mean, I, I do still have, like, a relief sculpture that I made when I was in college and but it's pretty like tall and wide it's like maybe three feet tall and like two and a half feet wide damn and it's like essentially like a big piece of plywood in a shape that has like uh, metal like pieces of flat steel and like a different pattern you know just so it's pretty big and like unwieldy and kind of dangerous yeah oh i think i know what the one you're talking about it sort of it, looks like a flowy dress almost. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That thing, yeah, yeah, there was like sharp pointed metal all over that dang thing. Like, yeah, and it's just it like it wasn't hung up. Like it's not hanging in the basement. It's just like leaned up against something in my parents' basement. Wow. And also there's another one like do you remember the one that was completely made of steel that was like a round sculpture and it was just like nothing but like super sharp like blades essentially? Yeah. That one's also in my parents' basement. Like, if you, like, tripped and fell into that thing, like, you would be impaled. Yeah, you would. 
So it, I feel bad because like I kept saying like oh I'll, I'll take it to the dump at some point or something like you know do something with it. I'll throw this thing I put my heart into at the time into the garbage. Oh man, yeah, I definitely put in like ton like I don't know. It had to have been like over a hundred hours of like metal smithing. Yeah, oh yeah, and metal like, work it takes forever. Yeah, it's just a hard material to work with. But we're getting a little bit off topic. We wanna. We want to definitely find out some uh, some more board game stuff. Like, would you consider Battleship a board game? Battleship? Yeah, man. It's it's it it's has not to like be on yeah. a flat board, but it's you. It's you, like that L piece of plastic, L shaped piece of plastic. Yeah, like it a looks, laptop. It looks like an open laptop, and it has holes for pegs. And each player, each two players, gets one, <coughs> and then you. Just call out random letter number combinations, and you say if you got hit or not. Yeah, and you put the pegs in where your yeah. opponent shot. And then if somebody gets the all the pegs of your ship filled up, then you're like, thanks, you sank my destroyer. Fuck you. Yeah, I actually I loved playing Battleship when I was younger. Well, that one looks really old. I didn't. That one must be pretty old too. This 1967 edition. Dang, these <laughs> these have been around a while. I'm glad that people have been enjoying Battleship. In that 1967 cool one, now. though, it says Retro Series. Oh, so it's even older than 1967. Whoa! Wait, when did Battleship come out? Oh, I want to know. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> when <laughs> Battleship game come out? You could have just went back to the main landing page of Google and it would have showed you. Damn! Oh, it 1967. Is uh, oh, wait, wonder... wait, wait. Uh, it was published by various companies as a pad and pencil game in the 1930s and was released as a plastic board <laughs> game by Milton Bradley in 1967. So people were playing it in the 1930s. That but... makes sense. Like a <clears throat> alternative to... Like yeah. tic-tac-toe or some shit. Yeah, the one we, we know today is just the plastic version of that, which came out later. So, Milton Bradley. Milton Bradley. <clears throat> I feel like they've I feel like they've made a lot of the board games that are, like, super popular. Do you remember Connect 4? Oh, yeah. That's a board game. I mean, that's... Yeah, it's a vertical board. Yeah, that, that one was always fun, even though, like, it's so simple. Yeah, I liked it when I was a kid, but I probably wouldn't want to play it now. Oh, I don't think I'd want to play it now either. I've seen like a gigantic. I was at a uh, like a hotel once, and it had like you know like an area for like a hub for people to hang out in, and the hub had like a giant Connect Four map, like or board. Like, how how giant was it? it <laughs> like I'm talking like four feet by four feet. Like it was big. And they had like giant, giant discs that you could put in <laughs> giant it and play checkers. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about like checkers or chess yet. We did. Oh man, we need to go back to the beginning. Screw Connect Four and its giant yeah. hotel version and Battleship. Yeah. Fuck Battleship, dude. Chess Fuck is the where Battleship it's at. movie too. I heard that was a piece of shit. Oh man. <coughs> um. When. 
We didn't even look up, like, what was the first board game or anything. Oh, crap, <laughs> We're going to have to go right into we that We were now. too excited and got, like, straight into, uh, like, our favorite. Or we went into Monopoly, but we never even started at, like, when they when was the origin. Senate! Senate found in pre-dynastic and first dynasty burials of Egypt circa 3500 B.C., and 3100 respectively uh, is the oldest board game uh, the oldest board game known <laughs> to have existed senate was pictured in a fresco uh, found in mckenra's tomb in 3300 i wonder what it is also from pre-dynastic egypt is mehen so there you have it ryan board games have been around since 3500 BC. Similar to like when we looked at the history of cards, those were ancient as well. Board games are old as fuck, Ryan. Yeah, and like there was <clears throat> I know that chess is like pretty old, but chess is just is similar to like oh, what's the Japanese version? Show uh go. Go. No, it's not go. Oh man, I can't I, I can't remember what it's called. Hanabura. Japanese chess. Hanafuda. I'm maybe? surprised I don't remember. Oh no, Hanafuda's I think it's Shogi. Cards. Oh, it is Shogi. Oh, Shogi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shogi, and that's way mm. older than chess. So like, Shogi. Shogi's the origination, like where chess originated from. I think. I just so. love the word Shogi. Shogi, also known as Japanese chess or the game of generals, is a general rock. <laughs> is a two-player strategy board game that is the Japanese variant of chess. It is the most popular chess variant in Japan. Shogi means general's board game. Wow. <laughs> when did Shoji... When... Is it Shoji or Shogi? I, thought, I think it's Shoji. Mm, Shogi. Shogi a good time. <laughs> <laughs> when Shoji invented... Ah, wait, is this shoji screens? Although most people think that shoji screens are unique to Japanese culture, shoji screen, I don't think this is the game, no, man. that's so, shoji, that's a J, not a G. <clears throat> we need shogi, not shoji. <laughs> ah, shogi, yeah, yes. 15th century. Mm. Chess is old. Shogi was the earliest chess variant to allow captured pieces to be returned to the board by capturing players. Mm. This drop rule is speculated to have been invented in the 15th century and possibly connected to the practice of 15th century mercenaries switching loyalties when captured inside of being or instead of being killed. Oh, mm. that's interesting. So it sounds like chess is older then because it says this is the oldest chess variant. Yeah. So well, that makes me think that... Uh, what's the oldest Also, by the way, if people haven't figured it out by now, uh, you know, we're celebrating episode 50, so maybe this will be a little bit of a longer podcast if you're still hanging in there with us. Thank you very much. Make sure to go to YouTube and subscribe and hit the, hit the like, like button and share with your friends. Mm. <laughs> wow, did you like that, Ryan? I did. Did you like that? I like it when people share us with their friends. Yeah, me too. Did you like that Spindrift sparkling water? No, Jacob, I did <laughs> not because I, what I'm learning, and spoiler alert, 
Spindrift seltzer water or sparkling water is uh, not very good. Doesn't sparkle very much, in it my does, opinion. There's not enough sparkle, and there's it's almost like a too much flavor for that style of water. Gotcha. The oldest European chessmen may be some Italian chess pieces made of bone with ivory topping. Oh, fuck mm. yeah. Give me some of that ivory topping. I want some of that ivory topping on <laughs> my Sunday. <laughs> it was found in Venafro, Italy, and is dated to about 980 AD. <laughs> nice. 980 AD. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Cool. It is displayed in the museum. Gordon's. What? Gordon's. Gordon's. <laughs> yeah. Displayed in the Museo Archeologico. Okay, Museo Archeologico di Napoli. The pieces were discovered in a Roman tomb in 1932. When was the oldest chess? Is what you typed in? <laughs> yeah. When was the oldest chess? No, I typed what's the oldest chess. Oh. <laughs> what's the oldest still? What is the oldest game in the world? We already found that out. It's Senate. Senate. Yeah. Senate! Full Call Senate. Back. <laughs> well, we gotta, what is the U.S. Senate? Uh, what's the oldest? <laughs> that says oldest chess men. So does that mean that chess men are specifically for the game of chess? I don't know. I feel like checkers had to have come before chess because it's so you much think? more simple. Okay, I don't. I'm not following your logic there, but we'll see. I just feel like checkers is an easier game to think of than chess. Oh, checkers was around 3000 BCE. Wow. Wow. So historians now believe that the oldest form of checkers was played around 3000 BCE. It was found by archaeologists in an ancient city called Ur in Iraq. Those who have studied the history of checkers have also found a game called Alkerque. Wow. Alkerque. Uh, I mean, that <clears throat> could... it almost looks like Albuquerque, but there's no B in there. Yeah. Alkerque. Alkerque, my tummy hurts. I want to know what Alkerque is. Because that, like that could that could lead us into like a whole new territory of board games. Uh, yeah. Oh, those copy and paste skills. Yeah, I didn't want to type it in that time. We're moving into the future using special techniques. Not hotkeys though. No. Just you know the good old mouse. Good old right click. Alkirky is a strategy board game that is thought to have originated in the Middle East. <laughs> the middle east <laughs> it is considered to be the parent of the droughts and for on 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 oh man it's an <laughs> abstract strategy game it doesn't say what it is abstract where do you see that right here uh, abstract strategy that's the game. genre how to play i want to know how to play it mm. how to play because this is a game that most people probably haven't heard of i've never i've never even thought about this Oh, the game is played in turns with one player taking white and the other black. One, a piece can move from its point to any empty adjacent point that is connected by a line. 
two, a piece can jump over an opposing piece and remove it from the game if the opposing piece is adjacent and the point beyond it is empty. This sounds kind of like like Chinese checkers. Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> so, yeah. It's, uh... Does it say how to... Uh, it doesn't have a pronunciation thing. <clears throat> I kind of want to know, like, if I was saying it right, but uh, it's thought to have originated in the Middle East is... Oh, we already read that. Um, <clears throat> the rules you were going through, uh, the third one is multiple capturing jumps are permitted and indeed compulsory, if possible. Yeah, that is like Chinese checkers. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a capture. Uh, if a capture is possible, it must be made or else the piece is removed or huffed. The mm. goal of the game is to eliminate the opponent's pieces. You never want to huff your piece. Also, uh, yeah, there's another game that's actually more like this, but you have is to Is it surround. Othello? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, This it looks like almost like a combination of Othello and Chinese checkers, but in a square shape instead of like the the star like in Chinese checkers. So that's strange that that's like older than checkers. Cuz that's a that seems like it a pretty is. complex game. I thought checkers were from like 3000 BC. What isn't this one from I like, thought it sooner? said that this was older than checkers or maybe it's from around the same time period. Where was this? Uh, the the historians who studied the checkers found that game. So oh, okay. So they they found it in the same kind of area where they found the the checkers in three thousand BCE. Oh yeah. Okay. So they they don't know which one came first, most likely. Yeah. So. I I know there's probably a lot of games like the one game that we wanted to talk about because it's such an iconic game from the nineties. Good old Jumanji. Jumanji. Robin Williams. Williams. I love. I loved that movie. When yeah, I was it was a kid. fantastic. <laughs> I I don't know. I I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't know oh, if it holds up. When you type in Jumanji, the first thing that comes up is Jumanji: The Next Level. Why? Ugh. It should be the original one. God damn. Wait, I think Did it I got type the, in Jumanji. The no, next you just level? typed in Jumanji and I also know. this movie got pretty good reviews. Really? That's crazy. I didn't ever really want to see it cuz I was like, ah, oh, they're going to ruin Jumanji, like the the lore of the Jumanji universe. Hmm. This is 2019. I, I didn't know it was that recent. Too. Oh, that actually on the Wikipedia entry it's describing the 1995 American fantasy adventure film directed by Joe Johnson is loosely based on the 1981 children's book by Chris Van Allsburg. Allsburg! And the first uh, installment of Jumanji, uh, of the Jumanji franchise. I wonder if the Wikipedia page actually, like, page talks about Zathura. It does. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, because they made a sequel movie to Jumanji, and it was called Zathura, and it was in space. And it, the author of the book is the same author. It's weird because, like, I never knew that that had anything to do with the Jumanji universe. But those, but the book, the books Jumanji and Zathura were both from Chris Van Allsburg. 
which I was like, oh, that's fucking crazy. Because I actually have seen Zathura, didn't care for it very much. But I saw that when I was a lot younger, and, you know, I didn't know it had anything to do with Jumanji. Also, there's Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. What the fuck is that? It's a, it's sequel, a sequel to the 1995 film. Uh, 2010s? I, 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 maybe they had oh, multiple okay. new Jumanji Wait, movies. July 2012, the project was confirmed three years later in August with a blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was a tribute to Robin Williams' lead, and, and his character was mentioned with him in the film. Wow. <clears throat> oh, wait, so this, uh... It's a new set of characters. It's a film of four teenagers in 2016 who are stuck in Jumanji, the video game. Wait, so there's two new Jumanji movies? Yeah, I guess so. Because oh one God. of them's 2019, so the, this Welcome to the Jungle one must be... Wow. That, that's crazy. I wonder if that one did as good as on Rotten Tomatoes. What was it called? Jumanji the... Uh, oh, Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome to the Jungle. I didn't know there was two new Jumanjis. Oh, so there was one in 2017 uh, with The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I think they're all. I think that whole cast is in both movies. Oh, they are. That's pretty. Yeah, pretty yeah good go cast. to <clears throat> go to uh, welcome or go to uh, what was it? A new level, the next level. Oh, the next level. Yeah, I think that's the same cast with like Jack Black and Dwayne The Rock oh, Johnson. It is. Yep. <clears throat> That's crazy. I didn't even like register that there was two different times that there was a new Jumanji with The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we should watch it. Dude, this one didn't do bad either. Welcome to the Jungle got 91% like this movie. Mm. I don't know. But the, uh, the I, feel like are... I feel like it's probably more of a kid's movie, but I think I did hear somebody say once like on a podcast or something that the new Jumanjis were good, and I was like, ah, god damn it. I'm going to have to watch them at some point, I guess. Yeah. Just should... because I loved Jumanji, the 1995 film. We should have a good old people also search for marathon of Jumanji where we have to watch Jumanji and then Zathura and oh then Jumanji God. Welcome to the Jungle and then Jumanji the next level. That would be quite <laughs> a binge. That's like a that's like a commitment. That's like an entire day. day. That's a that's a sit down, eat Taco Bell for hours and <laughs> watch Jumanji all right, day. Right. I don't think it. anyone can eat Taco Bell for hours. You can if you space it out, you know. <laughs> You're going to want to eat light. You're going to want to go with the regular tacos. You don't want like any like beefy five layers in there. You're, <laughs> you're going to go down quick if you're eating multiple yeah. beefy five layers. Yeah. Good as they are. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Jumanji, like, I feel like whoever crafted like the original prop of the board game was like a genius. Oh, yeah. Like, whoever made... Because, obviously, that's... I'm sure it didn't look like that in the children's book that uh, Chris Van Allsburg made. I'm sure it didn't... <clears throat> wasn't stylized like that. No, probably not. I Because just the game itself, like, in the movie was such a, like, creepy and, like, mysterious thing. Yeah! That's so cool. I feel like the game looks like you can't even play it. 
Like it, the spaces are completely blank, and yeah. it looks like a game that like you wouldn't be able to play if you were to try and play it as a normal board game. But then it transports you. It, it transports all the animals to you. I mean, obviously nobody would ever be able to play it because it's like a magical thing. Like remember how it would like tell them like some type of like oh it would give you a message in the little yeah yeah and it was like supposedly it had come from like a divine realm or something oh yeah. you know what i mean it was like a magical game so obviously nobody could ever play it. it's like yeah that, that's true i don't think that you can buy a game that will make things like spawn <laughs> in your world yes like, you can jacob it's called lsd <laughs> <laughs> and dice lsd and dice yeah Dungeons and LSD. Oh, that's... <laughs> Freaking murdered the town again. <laughs> Peed in their fountain and they're all dead. Chaotic evil. Sorry. I mean, I, that's just my character I rolled when we started. Yep. I couldn't control it. <laughs> I had to do it. I looked in the mirror a little too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's see what's like... Find, like, a list of, like, the top, like, the world's best board games. I think oh, that's a pretty nice general a, one. Yes. The world's best board games here on People Also Search For. <laughs> ah, the, ah, ah, it screwed me. Wow. It screwed me. You typed in the world's best boarding schools. <laughs> what are you thinking about over there, Ryan? I see that giant erection in your pants. <laughs> Oh, the 50 best board games of all time. Woo! Dang, on episode 50. What do you know, Ryan? <laughs> wow. We're going to have to fly through these. <laughs> all right. All right, here we, we go. We got the Game of Life out, got, coming in at number one. Got Game of Clue coming Woo! in at number two. We wow. got Candyland in number three. The game that Ryan rages at the most. We got <laughs> four at Monopoly. Oh, man, these are these are all popular. We got Scrabble at number five. Mm, yes. Love them wooden tiles. Oh, Battleship number six. Oh, yeah. We got Risk at number seven. Oh, and we got eight, Stratego. I've never played that one. Nine, Axis and Allies. I'm, I'm assuming these last three were all similar. Risk, Stratego, and Axis and Allies. Yeah, yeah. And then number 10 is Chess, the oh. old boy, oh, the original. Baby. Wow. Now 11, we have Backgammon. Mm -mm -mm. Which is actually a really fun game if you've never played it. I know everybody's got a Backgammon board attached to some chess board or something. It ain't And they bad. don't know how to play it, but it's, it's, you should try it. It's it, fun. Yeah, it's, it's good enough. We got... What was the 11? Oh. 12. 12. We got checkers. Oh, and then 13, we got Chinese checkers. <laughs> Ooh. 14, blockus. Or blocus. It's B-L-O-K-U-S. Never heard of that it's one. It's a Tetris-like game. A twist with uh, each player's uh, two tiles. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you choose uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's it's like it's like Tetris. We'll it's leave like it at Tetris, that. It's like Tetris, but on a <laughs> board game. But then number 15, you got Agricola. Mm, sounds like a, a brand of cornstarch. <laughs> a drinkable carbonated cornstarch. Oh, you have to play smart and your farm will flourish in Agricola. Sounds boring. Yeah. Best you... board games for kids, number 16, we got Connect 4. Yeah, mm -hmm. and for adults staying at hotels. Number 17, Twister, which that's uh, that's a great game. Had Mall some Station. Good times in that. <laughs> Mall <laughs> Station. 
operation. 18, we got operation. Everyone knows that. You don't want to make his nose light up. Yeah, you got 19, don't break the ice. Man, I forgot about that one. I played that a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. At 20, we got hungry, hungry hippos. Mm-mm-mm, chomping up those little marbles. And then we got 21 with boggle, which, you know, you just Boggles snap those dice. Yeah, you shake those dice around. Peggy Hill, huge boggy, boggle advocate. Oh, we yeah. all remember her boggle club. 22, we got mousetrap. Oh, yeah, that's the fun one. Yeah, and this is one of my favorites, 23 Jenga. Is it one of your favorites? I really do like Jenga, the balancing of the, the blocks and getting it down to where there's barely any blocks left to It's pull. a little bit too intense for my money. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't like the uh, like the fear that it puts into me when you're trying to not knock over the tower. True. You don't want to kill all the people standing on the ground below. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you going to take that one, Ryan? Didn't I do Jenga? Uh, that doesn't matter. Oh, okay. <laughs> number twenty-four, Mastermind. Oh yeah, I've uh, played that. I've never little... played that one. It's a, it's it's kind of fun. Like it, it's definitely like a logic game. So, you know, it's pretty fun. At twenty-five, we got Quirkle, <laughs> a game of colors and patterns. <laughs> wow, family board games. Uno, how is that a board game? It's a card game. Number 26 is a lie. We're, we're mixing that from this list. Yeah. Number 27, Cranium. Oh, yeah. That's uh, humming and sketching and solving and thinking, Ryan. Number 28, Dominoes. I wouldn't consider Dominoes necessarily a board game. I mean, if you play it right, I, I mean, nobody actually plays Dominoes. You mainly just... I never have. Yeah, I've played the game, but it's mostly you just set them up and, like flick them and then let it go <laughs> down in a sweet pattern i guess goes Ooh. up and down stairs this is a classic like nobody one. cares go over your neighbor's dog that's right number 29 shoots and ladders who doesn't like shoots and ladders or alternatively known as uh eels and escalators <laughs> eels <laughs> escalators 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 <laughs> Oh, uh, we got number 30, Carcassonne. Wow. Carcassonne. I don't know how. Uh, watch fields, roads, and cities rapidly expand in the medieval-themed game. Wow. Okay. You got to use Sounds tiles. Cool. Another tile game. It's like you're building up a town. And number 31, we have Traffic Jam. There's gridlock during rush hour, and it's up to you to help this single-player game. Try to free the red escape car by maneuvering the cars and trucks out of the way. This game is great. It's like a puzzle game. It's really fun. Oh, but it's yeah. more of like a game you play by yourself. Like it's mm, If you so. don't have any friends, you want to pick up number 31, Traffic Jam. Uh, 32 trouble oh yeah that's a good one it's a classic you pop that dice and you yeah. go around <laughs> that's like the best part of trouble there's like a little uh hemisphere in the middle of the board and it's a little plastic uh, half dome or full i don't know i think a dome is a hemisphere but uh yeah you press that little bad boy and the the, the little dice in there and like <laughs> and then you uh yeah you just you, go you around land, the... yeah go around now see trouble would be a terrible game if that popping dice wasn't on it well it is already frustrating like it's easy to get pissed off when you're playing trouble yeah it gets you in trouble 
Oh, yeah, so you're screaming too loud and your mom's yelling at you. <laughs> 33, we got Ticket to Ride. Nice. All right. I've never heard of that one. but Well, it's a, it's a game where you can uh, visit the most cities in North America in seven days. Players <laughs> take claim the railroads across the United States and, and Canada to compete to connect the most cities with their trains. It's also mm. a pretty good Beatles song. Nice. Please gotta take it to Please gotta take it to On to number 34. I don't care. Sorry. Okay, 34 is sorry. Yep. The sweet game of revenge. Yeah. Oh, wait, maybe this is the one I was thinking of. Like, trouble. When I was thinking about getting frustrated and it's like a mean game, I was thinking of sorry. Oh, yeah, no, no. Trouble is just... And then when you boring. knock someone out, you're just like, sorry. Like, yeah, right you have to face. go back to the beginning. You literally yeah. have to shit in your, you know, sibling's face when you play the game. Oh. Yeah, you move your pawns around and you try to get them back home. This game again. sounds unsanitary, Jacob. All pawns begin in their respective star spaces. Yep. And then you have a deck of 40 car- 44 cards to see what the pawns' next move might be. It's a fun one, Ryan. That sounds fun, but not as fun as number 35. Yahtzee! <laughs> yeah, that's the good old Geist game. Yeah. It's a dice game <laughs> where, where you mix up all your dice in a cup and you throw them on the, on the board, but there's actually not a board, so I don't... That's kind of not a board game either. No. Multiple player games, Ryan. We got 36 Pictionary. That's a fun, that's a fun one. one. Yeah. Uh, number 37, Apples to Apples, you know. Yeah. And it's I mean, fine. it's 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 okay. Thirty-eight scattergories. Mm, scatter those gories all over me. I feel like these ones, with the exception of apples to apples, take a little bit more skill, like Pictionary and scattergory. Yeah. Like you need to. It's it's not as easy as your average board game. I played the next one, which is that also kind of fun catchphrase. I've never heard of that one. Oh really? No. Oh yeah. You you have to you have to say. Uh, you have to say different things that like go with the like type of phrase. It has a, a ten thousand words stored in it. You play the Frank. everything category, which will pull one of the words at random, or select one of the ten different categories for a smaller pool of words with a central theme. Get your teammates to say a word, and then quickly pass the disc to the opposite team. The process continues, passing the disc from team to team until the sound or until the round ends. A timer embedded in the disc gradually beeps faster and faster until it abruptly sounds a loud buzz signaling the end of a round. Move fast! You don't want the disc to buzz in your hands! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's it's definitely an intense one because you don't want to be stuck with the, the disc when it, that when sounds it, terrifying. When it beeps off all over your hands. Oh man. Uh... D- that reminds have you ever played this isn't a board game but uh brain warp uh maybe it was like a i believe this this is wow it does it deserves (laughs) to be with the board games because it was one of my favorites brain free brain warp brain warp brain warp you'll know this oh yeah yep you played one of those I've that's a stressful them. game. No, is, that's like an alternative to Bop It. Kind of, yeah. Which, this is like more of a toy, in my opinion, than it is a... I mean, it is a game, but... Yeah, it's like halfway between a game and a toy. But... Bop It. I think it, I think this belongs <laughs> in the... Yeah, it's like it. Twist It. 
Suck it. <laughs> Suck me up. <laughs> Suck me up. <laughs> oh man. Um, we gotta, we gotta get back. We gotta get. Yeah, back we're gonna on. finish up the rest of this number 40. number fifty special edition list of people also search for on bhg.com. Better homes and gardens. That is. <laughs> Take it away, Ryan. We got number forty taboo. <laughs> the game where you. Use forbidden words. Oh. Where you say the gamer word? You say the what? The gamer word. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, man. Number 41, which is kind of ironic because this taboo you're trying to say forbidden words, but speak out is the next one. Number 41. It's a riot to play at parties. Ellen DeGeneres plays it with guests on her TV show. Whoa, if Ellen DeGeneres plays Speak Out, you should play it too. Fuck Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, okay. Well, fuck Speak Out. Nobody plays Speak Out. We don't endorse that. I never even heard of that fucking game. Fuck that shit. We're going to go to number 42, Password. Yeah, I've played that one. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. You have a password. Yep. Yeah, you got to guess it. 43, Mad Gab. That's a pretty fun one too. Uh... It is the game with 800 words and phrases on the Mad Gab language, which will have you scratching your head as you try to figure out what just the heck card is trying to say. <laughs> Teams are given two minutes to sound out three cards if they can't solve one of the puzzled and designated stealer on the opposing team may steal the point. Enjoy playing this game where everyone sounds silly. What? <laughs> it's like they like mash words up. Like I remember one was like Mick he or like mick heem ouse or some shit like that it's really? like it's like nonsense words that are like made up but it's it's trying to get you to say mickey mouse like oh. it'll be like chopped up phrases and stuff that you're supposed to guess what the person is reading from the card gotcha that sounds like that sounds like it'd be fun but you know what's even more fun i do know adult board mm. games but what this isn't what I had in mind, but number 44 is <laughs> Trivial Pursuit. It is pretty fun, though. That It is fun, yeah. It's just not what I would consider adult. I think it means more like thought-provoking games. Oh, so it doesn't mean like... Ages 16 and up. No, oh, unfortunately okay. not, Ryan. It's not, it's, not a, it's not the Karma Sutra book. Oh, okay. It's, it's fucking Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> Fine. 45 sequence. Premise of chip and card game is simple, Ryan. What now, is it, Jacob? Play a card from your hand and place a chip on the corresponding square. Oh, yeah. Moving on. Place my chip hard onto <laughs> number 46, the greatest of all time, Catan. <gasps> Welcome to the beautiful resource, Risk Island of Catan. It's an award-winning game for good reason. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> for good reason. And then you just stop. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow, way to support your opinion. Ah, oh, fine, dude. You and your fellow players are settlers on the island working to build up your settlements and cities. And different parts of the island provide different resources and you will have to barter and trade with your opponents to get what you need. So you can, like... you And once you have your little uh 
um, settlements on the land. Nobody else can settle there, so you like have a monopoly over like that land. So. Oh boy, that sounds like a regular old game of Thrones, but it, with not Thrones, yeah, with, but with land, wheat, and, and sheep, agriculture resources. Number forty-seven is Dominion. That's a medieval-themed deck-building card game where characters compete to acquire wow. the most valuable cards. I love deck building. It's like Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah. Build that deck, baby. Right on to number 48, Cribbage. Now, Cribbage is a math-based game of strategy that has been around for centuries. Mm-hmm. It sounds classy to me. Cribbage. You just need a deck of cards and a cribbage board. Number of rules to play and scoring, so the game might move slow when you're first starting out. But that's okay. You won't be stupid forever. You can pick up the rules from very <laughs> patient or experienced player or learn how to play with a fellow newbie. Cribbage is great for two players and but can accommodate up to four. The game consists of a series of rounds where players strategically play their cards in their hands to score certain points. The cribbage board keeps track of the score as players move the pegs along the path. To win, be the first player to score 121, 121. points. Wow, that's a lot of points. That sounds like a long game. You but know, the next one... It can be a short game because it really sucks game. ass. Number 49, <laughs> Cards Against Humanity. Now, now, it's... Oh, I've had he some said time, a swear word. <laughs> I've spent some time playing this, and it, it is fun. It he is said fun. Hitler pooped his pants. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, my God. She like so funny. <laughs> it's like... Oh, man. Number, We're going to wrap up this list finally. Thank everyone for... Uh, sticking with us and uh we're gonna hopefully bring you 50 more episodes of people also search for podcasts and number 50 here on our list of games is azul this quick board game for adults (laughs) challenges players to decorate the colorful tiles scores are based on how the titles are arranged (laughs) the player with the most points wins the game one reviewer wrote it's nice to have a strategy game that doesn't have too many rules and is relatively quick to play. Maybe about 30 minutes. <laughs> wow, that's like a game of decorating. There you go, Ryan. And thanks to Julianne Helms Bartlett for putting together this comprehensive list so that we can make the podcast a little bit more entertaining. Yeah, and more entertainment to come on the next 50 episodes. Woo! 50 more podcasts. 50 more podcasts. Suck me off! <laughs> <laughs>